Welcome to Nothing Is OB South Texas Golf Podcast, episode number 52. I have on tonight a special guest. As always, I have Ray Garza from On Par Golf here in San Antonio, Texas. Now, I'm going to play a little video so you can hear a little bit about the, the services that Ray offers at On Par Golf. The On Par Golf Academy at Mission Del Lago was designed and developed to offer not only the highest quality golf instruction in San Antonio, but so much more. With its experienced staff and its TrackMan indoor and outdoor training facility, On Par Golf has the capability to meet all your golf improvement needs. From its junior golf programming to its entertainment and hosting services, OPG has got you covered. So if you're ready to take your golf game to the next level, come see us at On Par Golf. All right, I have on Ray Garza, owner, founder of On Par Golf. How are you doing tonight, Ray? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Andy. Oh, man, I've been waiting. I've been waiting to get you back on the show. Now, for those of you that don't know, I had Ray and AJ back on the show in June of 2019. So why don't we just get right into it? Tell us, what has changed for you and for On Par Golf since the last time we spoke in June of 2019? Yeah, for sure. Uh, a lot has changed. I know uh, when we first had the chance to sit down, I think we had just moved into Mission Del Lago. So that was uh, yeah, a great opportunity that opened up uh, from our initial rollout of On Par Golf, uh, which was at Mixed Fit Gym, uh, just to kind of find some space to, to kickstart this company. And uh, when we sat down, I, I think we had a vision uh, it, it early on that uh, we could somehow find a way to to, to grow this great game of golf, uh, and especially with the area that I wanted to to initiate this at in the south side of San Antonio. Uh, Growth-wise, I mean, just on the golf side alone, uh, uh, our staff has tripled or doubled for sure, almost tripled uh, in size. Uh, our we have now a north side location at Cedar Creek, so. You know, it's just doing the right things and uh, putting the right people in place. It's it's driven us to a, a place I, I, I didn't think we'd get to this fast. So I, I'm thrilled to death to, to have what we have to this point. And I'm looking forward to even a, a bigger and brighter future for, for On Bar Golf. Well, I think with especially with the big amount of golfers that have been uh, you know, the sport has been growing, especially with uh, due to COVID. And from let me know from a golf professional, uh, golf professional aspect. Is it true that golf or the golfers have grown? Uh, they said about 40 to 45 percent. Would you say that's true? Yeah, that, that's pretty accurate. Uh, I, if you were to, to sit down and look at some of the, the numbers, uh, just in the number of rounds, I mean, it's completely true. I mean, couldn't be more obvious. There's just there. The COVID kind of kicked people into a mode of, you know, what can I do to figure out, uh, you know, to stay active, to get outside, to stay socially distanced, to, you know, do something you know, other than sitting at home on their back porch, being outside to interact a little bit with people. Uh, so that was a huge shot in the arm for golf uh, here. In, I mean, across the world, not only just here in San Antonio, um, I think one of the things, especially where we're at, that that was a thing that compounded it as well was when the Republic closed, we had a flood of people that came down and, you know, 
we were the, we were the, the local golf spot for them uh, once the Republic closed. We're, we're the only driving range south of Highway 90. So on the south central side of San Antonio, uh, we're, we're one of the only options. And I think as as long as, as since you've been out at Mission Del Lago, uh, that space was empty. And so you're right. You know, we were there just when you were finally moving everything in. I don't even think your simulator had been built or anything. And it was just pretty bare. It was really bare. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think when we first started in the gym, uh, it, it was a net and a track man and, and just hustling. And what, what, what happened was just that opened the door to the mission. And when we moved into mission, all we really had was what we were able to move from one spot to the other. And, and my goal was just to get the doors open. When I saw the space, I saw the way it looks today. It just didn't happen from day one, but I didn't want to delay getting started. I, there would just been some dead time and a really crucial time in our, on our business. So I just put that same net up, put the track man up, created a, a, a functional space for the short term, and then quickly realized that if I really do this how I envision it, I mean, it, the sky's the limit. And, and it's been that, I think, yourself included and everyone that walks in that shop, it, they just don't, they can't understand that that's in there. They never thought to even you know, go in that spot before because it was completely wasted space, uh, I think. The only thing they stored in there in the front room where the simulator is was just some pool carts. Uh, back in the day, probably 10, eight to 10 years ago, that was the pro shop side. So that was the counter and just, you know, I guess at, back then they sold equipment. So they had some clubs and some other things in there and some merchandise. But uh, once they moved everything over to the other side, the restaurant side, that, that was just pretty much vacant. Uh, the lounge that we've created there used to be the office area for the management team. But once we took over the space, they just moved over to, to the other side of the building and allowed us to, to really recreate that space uh, in our back storage room. That's our donation hub. So that's where we're able to store all kinds of equipment uh, that, that we give out for free. So, I mean, then again, too, that's a, a crucial piece, I think, in my my overall vision of Ampar Golf was finding a way to to make golf accessible. And I think before we even had our first podcast, which wasn't even video back then, that was I think it was just recorded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you don't dog me about having a golf net when you, you started just. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've grown. We, we, we've come a long way since then. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, just having those things that help anyone that's interested in playing golf not have to to, to worry about okay well I, I can't afford to you know buy a beginner set even it's just a way to to get more involvement in golf get more active uh maybe find a passion and i think the youth is what i've always extremely been passionate about uh i think once I was in education, that time I spent in education, uh, I started in the middle school level. And, and from day one, I knew I wanted to get somehow into uh, a program that would or design a program to help golf get started. At the middle school level, there was no golf team at that middle school, which was the Al Middle School at Harmdale ISD. And I, I luckily had a good relationship with the athletic director and, and basically just said, Let, let's get this started. And from then on, 
all four middle school programs uh, actually started and kickstarted. And then uh, af after my time in the middle school, I was able to transition over to the high school and continue. So I, I think that's been something that I've always truly enjoyed is just giving golf back to to the youth and giving them something that that they deserve. Uh, I, I always look back at, at my my childhood and growing up and, and how I became involved in golf and and, and playing with golf clubs that, you know, what dad or uncle could find me and I'd play with. And I mean, I, I really, I mean, and I, I had nothing, you know, to, to my name really growing up. It was, it was just work ethic, commitment, knowing I wanted better for myself that drove me to where we're at today. But you know, back then, had it not been for, for those few individuals that introduced me to the game, we wouldn't be here talking. And I think those are the kinds of things that I'm trying to create a platform for, for, for the youth, for even those older in adulthood, that golf is, is an extremely important career piece. Uh, so much interaction, you know, comes from just being involved in golf uh, in, in all facets of your life. So I'm just trying to create that avenue, you know, to, to, to give golf a, a larger reach and, and, and just pull more people into this great game. Well, I, I totally think you're doing that, Ray. Uh, I know you've made it you've made it really fun for my daughter and her friend when they went to go visit you out during your camping clinic. And I'm just watching you, I'm watching your instructors, and oh, they're my my daughter and her friend Mia were just they were driving me nuts, right? And I'm just like, man, y'all have such a, a, a gentle way with kids and how how you approach them, how you instruct them, and how you keep it fun. Because I think that's the most important thing, especially for our youth, is that, you know, it, that it's not boring. It's, it's not even though there is a lot of repetition that it's just not it's something that can they can stay engaged with because it's hot out there. It gets hot out there. Yeah. And especially when you're you're working for like an hour and change and they can just get a little bit, you know, that sun can just wear them down. And I think y'all y'all you and your instructors had a really good way of keeping them engaged. I think a lot of that, just like you being in education, it, it, it comes down to your, your process and the hook that you have to create uh, as an educator. Uh, I look at myself more as an educator, more of a coach before I'm an instructor. I think it's so important to be build those relationships and the trust and and the belief in, you know, they're there for the right reasons. And we're all making progress every time we visit and come together it, it just makes them want to come back, makes them more passionate about the game. So I've, I've never felt like harping too much on a lot of the technical stuff, especially in that setting. It, it's more about just enjoying the moment, enjoying the outdoors, enjoying golf. Uh, I think a lot of the spinoff for those that after that point really want to take it serious. That's when the, the platform for, you know, looking into private instruction, looking into something more one-on-one. -on -one, uh, that's what, the camps, the clinics, I think it, our focus is at On Park Golf is about creating that, that great environment that they can't wait to come back the next day to the camp or they can't you know, wait to come back the next Saturday for our Saturday clinics. Those, those are the kinds of things that, that hook them. And, and once they're hooked, we don't have to struggle with trying to entertain them. They're there. They understand you know, why they're there and they enjoy being there. And we're all trying to just go towards the same goal. And, and that's be better people, better, better golfers. And, and I think a key thing that I've learned from golf the most is just the social interaction. I think just, just being able to network, being able to learn how to interact with other kids at the kids level or have those, you know, 
rounds of golf and, and introducing yourself to someone new. Those are the kinds of things I think that are not taught as much in the classroom. So I'm, I'm, I've always got that educator hat on, 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 on when I'm, I'm doing our clinics, I'm working with our junior golfers because I, I think that that's so such an important piece outside of just the golf itself. I totally agree, especially being a coach and a teacher. I'm always looking at how people are able to be so successful. And so one thing that I, I've learned over the years is seeing how you interact with people. And I think a lot of it may have to do not only as your teaching style, but like you stated, is how you kind is how you carry yourself out in the course. Because I know one of uh, a mutual friend of ours, Jeremiah Sierra, he played with you in one of uh, the on par golf skins games. And he said you didn't play, you didn't have your best stuff that day. And he said that, man, if I were Ray, I'd be so ticked off. I'd be so pissed off. And he said, ah, he kind of blew things off, you know, just, uh, he was just going about his business. And you can tell, I said, Jeremiah said, is like, I saw the shots. I saw he's got it. He's got the draw. He's got the fade. He's got the game. He just wasn't scoring well. And that you took everything kind of like with a grain of salt and with a smile on your face. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely true. The, the status of my golf game right now is I I took it so serious playing full time for the, that short time. I, I mean, I, I think it's a short time. I played for about two and a half, three years uh, on some of the mini tour stuff, went to Q school. After after that, I, I really had, you know, a come to Jesus kind of moment like, you know, is this really what I want to do? Because I really wasn't having fun. Uh I enjoy golf. I enjoy being around golf, but I, I think you have to have a, a completely different mindset, a, a lifestyle that I really didn't think I, I would be happy with. And I, I kind of came to a point where I, I actually stopped playing golf for a couple of years after I, I after the 2010 Q school uh, and, and just took a break. That's when I got into education and, and I came back so refreshed from just, you know, getting away from the competitive golf so, so now when I go and play golf, it's it's just it's so much more recreational. Uh, it's it's more of a pastime, and, and I enjoy the camaraderie. I enjoy getting to to be around people and, and meeting new people. Uh, so, I think the game is there, no doubt. Uh, I can play with just about anybody. That that's that's not an issue. I think I, I I'm just not as sharp as I need to be, especially short game area uh, parts of my game. Uh, I guess I would say my strength is probably, you know, my length and, and my, my ball striking. Uh, but when it all comes together, I mean, I'm capable of shooting, you know, low sixties uh, on a bad day. I, you know, I'm probably a couple over par. So it's never, you know, I can still golf my ball, but I, I, I think a lot of times the expectation for myself and from others that, you know, a race shot, you know, 76 a day, what's wrong. It, you know, it, I think, that that's that's a positive. I look at that as like, man, well, I, I have a lot of respect in the golf game uh, to know that you know I'm expected to play well, and I expect myself to play well. But I, I really don't put in the time. I play once a week, and, and I typically still shoot under par playing once a week. But I, if I really, really, really wanted it, I think I, I'm more than capable from every part, from the the mental piece to the physical piece to you know the golf experience to to play next level golf. But the heart isn't enough in there to, you know, want to live on the road and want to do, you know, that 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 piece of it. I, I enjoy my family. I enjoy 
you know, seeing my kids every day and, and spending time with my wife and, and running my business. Uh, and, and just golf is just, just a part of it now. It's not my entire focus. Uh, I think that was more of a blessing in disguise, kind of having that kind of moment where, you know what, I was at, you know, a fork in the road. Do I keep going or do I, you know, take a different path? And I, I, I 100% agree with myself that I made the right decision because we wouldn't, we wouldn't have done what we're doing now and have the opportunity to create this platform. Um, so I, I'm just blessed and, and I'm glad that I'm able to create this for, for, for golf, of uh, the entire city and area of San Antonio that we've created a, a haven for 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 great instructors for people that that have the right things uh it, it prior, prioritized right to make sure that everybody that walks in our door is respected they're treated right and, and they see value every time they walk into into our, our doors or work with our instructors i i totally feel that 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 you've created that You've created a different air, I feel, at Mission Del Lago. And it's nice because not only have you really capitalized in the golf game and instruction game out there, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about another venture you have that y'all, you and uh, someone else, I'm not too sure his name, uh, have you have helped kind of bring back that uh, that empty space that was there where the grill is at now. If I'm not mistaken, it's a Rock and G Grill. Yeah, so the Rock and G Grill, that... That's that's just another iron in the fire. Uh, that that again, just when I when I see things, I have this knack of of seeing things happening four or five steps ahead. Um, and sometimes it's a blessing, sometimes it's a curse, uh, to be honest with you. But when I first moved into the space, I knew there was so much opportunity there. Uh, it was just a blank slate and it's a diamond in the rough. Really. I I think of it, uh, if you want to relate it to like the Pearl, the Pearl, it was just an afterthought. No one ever thought of, you know, what that's just some wasted space. They should knock that down. And now it's converted into what it is today. That was the vision of someone seeing how we can convert that into a functional, uh, profitable space. And I'm looking at Mission Delago in the same fashion and, this is this is a great opportunity. If if I don't do it, eventually someone else is going to do it. And you know, I, I, Alex Garcia, my partner with uh, Rock and G Grill, had had a, a restaurant uh, that he opened up in Somerset uh, uh, not too long before COVID hit. And, and you know, you it, it is what it is, especially with the nature of the the food industry. Uh, he had to pivot, and I helped him pivot with an idea that I had with. The grill, and the grill was not was I guess initially the thought, but there was a lot of investment we'd have to make. So we we actually used the food truck that he had, an open air food truck, which was our first unit. Then we actually bought a second unit, uh, which is our red trailer that's an in fully enclosed, uh, brand new trailer that we started rotating through the trail. And I look at that as it was more of a marketing campaign, really. It, it just allowed all the golfers, all the, the people that would come in and out through the golf course to see what we were doing uh, and starting with just having food. Because that was a thing that even as, as me as a player, I'd go play the trail and I, I'd grab a, 
a snack. That's all they had some peanuts or crackers or, you know, a Snickers and a Gatorade. I mean, that was my option. Um, so we approached uh, the trail and said, what do you think about this idea? And they were all for it. And in that, in the end, long story short, led to our brick and mortar facility now that we have at the grill, which in the initial conversation, that was the end game uh, for at least the mission location. Uh, but you just, you never know until you ask. So all we did was saw an opportunity. We had a plan in place and we made it happen. I think so many people shy away from, you know, they're just going to say no, or they'll never let me do that. But I, I think it was two reasons. One was what I brought to the table and what the, the pressure I could take off of the trail with them not really having to do any of the heavy lifting. And it just made sense. So we just put two and two together and, and, and the timing kind of worked out right. And we said, let's just, let's just go ahead and start the grill. And uh, from then on, it's just, it's been great. I mean, the community is just so thankful. If, if you think about Mission del Lago, it's in a food desert. So the, there's no HEBs, there's, there's no, no food uh, other than Jaliscos and, and taco houses or, or, or fast food. So we, we've opened up an opportunity for people to eat healthier. We, we fry no food there, Andy. So everything is homemade and cooked. We don't fry fries. We don't fry anything. We want to, we try and give a little better option for a little for better. <laughs> so I was trying to think of it as what can we bring to the table that's going to make us stand out, make us different. I mean, the brisket's off the hook. It's oh great. my gosh, it's, yeah. it's the brisket's amazing. I was gonna say yeah, but you smoke a lot of stuff there. I was like, I see those briskets, and I'm like, you know what? When I'm making the turn, uh, just will they? Will those guys miss one of those briskets by chance? Will they miss <laughs> one of those? Yeah, uh, Alex does a phenomenal job. He was uh, a competitive uh, cooker. Like he would do those weekend gigs, and you know, put out briskets and ribs and chickens and do all that stuff, but. Uh, he's got a great method to what he does with, with his pulled pork and his brisket. Um, our, our burgers, people are raving about them. Uh, we, we've, we've really just tried to, to, to handpick things that, that you'd expect to see at a grill with maybe a little twist. Uh, and, and we're trying to change the whole mindset of, why am I going to go to the golf course to eat again? But then they eat there and they, they keep coming back. Um, the neighborhoods, the school districts, uh, uh, we're just pushing it with everybody and they're starting to come in and they're talking to their friends. And it's the same concept with Umpire Golf was we do it right and, and, and we take our time. The word of mouth is priceless. And, and that's the same model we're using with, with the grill is just do it right. Take our time. Don't, you know, push any harder than we need to think outside the box. We've got some cool events that we're going to be announcing soon that uh, we'll be having at the grill. Uh, we're trying to do live music at least once a month down there. Uh, just giving, giving the area what it deserves. Uh, just cause it's on the South side doesn't mean you couldn't have functions like these and bring the family and enjoy yourself. So we're just trying to, to, to make the best of the space that we've been given and uh, the golfers, the community, uh, our team, it, it, they couldn't be more excited for, for, the direction we're going so 
I, I truly, I truly, I truly agree with you. It's you've you've taken advantage of the opportunities that have been given to you, uh, and the food is is really good. I had the brisket sandwich when I was there. It 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 kind of eased my round since I didn't play too hot. I was there at the I was there for the Alamo City Golf Trail uh, Tour Series, yeah. and I, I have an event this set this uh, this Sunday. I don't know how it's gonna look with the weather. Man, I've been I'm tracking the weather crazy right now. <laughs> And I'm hitting up all my buddies that are also playing. And they said, it's not looking good, man. It's not looking good. And you're right. I mean, being 41 years old, especially making the turn, uh, I need that energy. I need that kick. I need something. I'm sneaking snacks into my bag. And and you're right. Like sometimes that that PB&J sandwich, that that pre-made sandwich, that just don't do it. That don't do it. I I, I I love a good, good taco. Uh, the fajitas are amazing, too. I don't know if you tried the fajitas, but that's my go-to when I'm making the turn. It is either the race taco, which is a beef and chicken fajita taco with cheese and guac, or, or just a, a, a simple uh, uh, beef fajita. That's my little go-to snack. Probably, I should probably eat something more healthy than that. <laughs> All right, great. I'm, I'm 41, too, so I, I got to watch myself. Well, hey, man, right? I always say is like I got a young wife, even though she's not—I mean, she's not too much younger—but I got a young wife. I just gotta try to keep her. That's it. That's all. I, that's all. That's what I really say. Yeah. So, so let's get into your staff here. You've created a really, really strong staff just from the golfers that I know. I've actually had, besides AJ having AJ on the show back in 2019, back in June. I've I've also had Arnie Martinez on, and I've also had Christy Cano on the show as well. I'm gonna prop up a little picture of your staff, and if you could just kind of go around saying, just uh, telling us a little bit about each of the members of your staff. Yeah, for sure. Let's see right here. There we go. All right. So we'll, we'll just start up at the top with AJ. So uh, AJ is, has been so valuable to Ampar Golf from the from the beginning. Uh, I think. Uh, our story there, the the first time I put this out on Facebook that I was leaving education and starting my own business teaching golf, uh, AJ reached out to me and and he said, I, I just something hit me like a ton of bricks that I needed to to reach out to you and see what's going on uh, with with what you're envisioning and. He, he he couldn't be more excited for where we're going and what we're doing. And, and he knew that he wanted to be a part of this early on. And his leadership in on the instructional side and what he brings is off the chart. Uh, so AJ is a PGA Tour caddy. Uh, over a decade of experience on the tour, he has four wins, uh, one including the PGA Championship uh, major. Uh, with Y.E. Yang. He was with Streelman for uh, about almost six, seven years. And uh, he's he was K.J. Choi for a season. Now he's with Dustin Shaw. Uh, but but I think the, the biggest thing is is just the the moments that he's in, the, the, the mental piece, uh, the, the hands-on. He gets a front row seat to watch the best players in the world week in and week out. Uh, that's something you can't find and, you know, just anywhere. So uh, I, I always enjoy spending time with AJ and uh, he brings a tremendous amount to our, our staff and our team. Uh, so it, it was a no brainer when, you know, he reached out and uh, I thought, you know, what a great opportunity uh, to have someone like this on our staff. 
So, you know, without a doubt, he's been huge for us. Um, and and a, a great guy to just hang out with in general. He's just good people. And, and that's, I think, I, we'll talk more about everybody else, but I think that's that's my, my biggest thing is, uh, my my circle is 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 very tough to get into. I, I don't just bring in any one random person. There's got to be a, a lot of things that that boxes are checked off with that that make us stronger. And I think I've told you we're only as strong as our weakest link. And, and I, I don't think there's there's a weak link in our chain. So that that's been my vision from from a management ownership standpoint of of. Where, where we wanted to be and how we wanted to build this team. Uh, next, uh, who's that? Is that uh, Jesse? Jesse. Je Jesse and I go back, way back. Uh, Jesse, uh, he's he's an educator as well. Uh, he teaches uh, middle school, and he's been in the golf business all his life. Um, I first met Jesse at Mission Del Lago when I was probably fifteen or sixteen years old. Uh, he was working the counter there uh, before he got into education. And uh, we, we've always just, we've been just friends. And then once I started this, I I, I wanted to find some people that I, I knew without a doubt I could count on and, and would be a, an absolutely perfect fit for what we needed. Uh, and, and that was Jesse. Jesse's my right-hand man when I, I need things done or I need backup or I need help or I have questions about things. Uh, his, he has such an amazing knack. I think me and him think along those same lines a lot, being educators and teaching kids for a, for a living and understanding what that takes and, and how you, you, you almost trick people into, you know, learning without even, you know, forcing it. He's got a, a great knack at that. And uh, he's such, he thinks out of the box too, when he's, he's doing his instruction, I love to watch him teach because he he has such a, a a unique method that's so so functional and, and it, it gets the points across so well. And I think that's like an educator, like as in the classroom, you're trying to think, how am I going to get this across from out of my head into your head to teach you? And he does that so so flawlessly, and and without even trying, it happens. So I think that's. That's one of the great things that that Jesse brings, um, and, and just his experience in the golf business. From you know, he worked the counters in, in summer times when he wasn't teaching. Uh, always been around golf, and uh, uh, he's I think he's in, was in the, uh, one of the PGA programs, but didn't get through all the way through with it. Uh, that's probably still one of his goals. But I mean, just absolute stud on on our staff. Um, Mark, I think is next. Yeah. Yes. So Mark. Mark. Uh, I, I've known Bark a good while, uh, uh, mainly just through Ben when his shop was there at the first tee. And uh, when I really got to know Mark really well was when we worked in conjunction with the first tee of San Antonio to implement a pilot program with Harlandale ISD with one of the elementary schools. And uh, we worked with the... Uh, First T program and Mark was was the director at that point, and we were teaching fourth and fifth graders snag golf, which is golf with oversized plastic golf clubs in their gym. So we would see about sixty kids uh, in each grade level at the same time. So in one gym with sixty kids swinging golf clubs, 
you imagine that as an educator, how you're doing that. So we we pulled that off. Uh, people thought there's no way you can keep that safe. You can keep that organized. You can you know, make progress. Um, but I mean, if there's something I'm going to do, I'm going to find a way to be successful at it. And, and that was a great opportunity to, to kind of get to know Mark. Uh, unfortunately, that program didn't turn into much. Uh, it's just it, a logistical nightmare, like trying to do that and, and multiply it throughout the school district. So uh, it was a great learning experience. It got us involved with the first year a little bit, but uh, it, it just kind of fizzled out, didn't go anywhere. Uh, but Mark was at a point in his career, too. He was looking to scale back. And, uh, you know, he knew what we were up to and what we were about and uh, approached me about, you know, seeing how he can be involved. And I mean, it's no brainer. He, I mean, he was directing the first team for 15 years. Uh, he absolutely knows what he's doing. So, you know, I, mean, I got to have a guy like that in your back pocket to, to oversee your junior golf program. I mean, there's never a doubt when I'm not there that that the, the right work is, is getting done. So, I mean, great, great asset to our team. Now, now we've had, I don't mean to cut you off, but yeah. we've had, we, we had, we had Arnie and Christy on the show. So I know we, uh, so some of the viewers and some of the listeners should already have known about them is that Arnie Martinez, he is currently the, the head men and women's coach at the University of Our Lady of the Lake here in San Antonio. And then you have Christy, who's a former LPGA player and the currently the head men's coach for Texas A&M, San Antonio. So you got two big gems there. Now, why don't you tell us a little bit about Billy? I only know him from seeing him out on the course. Why don't you give everybody just a little info on one of the last members of your team? Okay, so Billy, I, I get, I've known him since high school. Uh, great stick, he's a good player. Um, and and he's, he's just a good guy and knows what he's doing. And he... He was working at Briggs Ranch, and uh, he transitioned over to Alsatian recently. So now he's he's uh, on staff over there helping out, but he's he's not there every day all the time. So he's got time on our staff to help and, and do his part. Um, but but Billy's he also sings too. I don't know if you you've had a chance to see him sing, but uh, he he's just a, a good guy that 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 I I, I wanted to have you know, be a part of what we're doing and, and, and help him become a, a better person, become a better instructor. And he, he's really great with the kids. Uh, he, he would help out with our, our Saturday camps, our Saturday clinics. And uh, uh, over at Cedar Creek, that whole group has hit the ground running. Uh, we've been profitable since day one there. Uh, the community is, is just getting turned on to what we're doing down there. Um, our summer camps are already full. Our first one is at max already. Our second one's almost full. Our third one over there is about halfway full. And we, I haven't even pushed it other than the trails pushing what they, you know, put out on the newsletter. So that's a little bit different market just because of location and, and you know, uh, just income differences between those two areas. So uh, it, it's, it's just been a great opportunity to have that that group come on board, and and you talk about you know, you're bringing on people. If you look at it from a, a management standpoint, you're bringing on people. You want someone that you know you can trust from day one that can get the job done without a whole lot of of hands on from from you know the management or the ownership team. Um, that that crew just 
is amazing. Like it takes so much stress off of me and I don't have to worry a bit about the quality that we're giving to, to every client that sees us, whether they're at our Cedar Creek location or our Mission to Lago locations. Uh, uh, Billy, Christy, I can't, and, and Arnie, I can't say enough about them. I mean, the character of those people are, are a big piece of why they're in this circle and on this great team. I, I really feel that that you've created like an all-star cast because I have seen Jesse, I, I've met him and I've talked with him and he, you know, he, there is, there's an ease about him and it's free, free flowing. And again, he's worked with my child. And so I'm like, somebody has to have a lot of patience, especially to work with my child, to work with Bella. And you know, and being around Billy, seeing, you know, he is a great stick. That I mean, he can ball. He can hit the rock. And then Arnie, too. I, 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 I told Arnie this is that I said I looked at him as a, as a, as a, young, as a younger version of Ray Garza, you know, because he, he seems like he's got, he's got that same type of feel, same type of vibe. And uh, a lot of times people with my show is like, yeah, you're too, you're too, like, you're too fanstruck. You're too odd. These people. I said, no, I'm not too odd. I said, because as a coach, a teacher, a father and a golfer, I said, I, I am in awe of y'all because of how you do things, not only as you play, but like you stated about golf, golf is just how you can really learn a lot about yourself and learn about the people that are in your group, because it, it's such a great time right now to really catch up. And my wife actually asked me the other day, what do you want to do for father's day? And I said, I'm going to tell you. And she goes, look, I know you want to play golf. And I said, yes, but I want to be on the course with you, with Bella and Chrissy, my two daughters. And I said, I want to make the day all about us and being together on the course and then eating at the course and just enjoying ourselves. And my wife was just like, you know, she couldn't believe it. She couldn't believe <laughs> that, that that's what I wanted to do. And I said, well, it's, it's just the best way to, to catch up and just to kind of let your guard down. And I think that's what we're able to do with being out there right now, especially right now, especially at this time. And, and it's so packed out on the courses though. That's one thing I've really noticed that it's, it's so packed. And that's why, that's why I'm really trying to help others. And that's why I, I know you're would be such a great voice and such a great influence as to help helping our golfers, not only in the South, but now on the North side. And that's why I'm excited. I'm excited because, Hey, you're just down the street for me. And I said, thank God, because that, that has been my biggest issue with making it out there to you is because, you know, as a teacher and a coach, what are we doing? You know, we're working. And then if you're not a good coach, uh, if you're not putting in the hours then you're probably not a good coach. And so, <laughs> yeah. I, and so I try my best to, to, to give my kids the best opportunity. And, and we had, 10 golfers this year on our middle school golf team there at Blessed Sacrament. And it, it, it was crazy. It's just, we had a lot of kids and they love this stuff. And I'm over here like, I said, man, I said, these kids are shanking shots left and right, but they love it and they're excited. And I said, I ain't going to break their vibe. You know, I'm not going to break their spirits. Yeah. It's, just, it's a great time right now. Yeah. Golf's in a good place. Uh, I mean, I, I think, you know, fingers crossed COVID situation looks like it's starting to make some headway in the right direction. Finally. Um, I, I think it's just going to continue to grow. I, you, you talk about, you know, how packed it is. Uh, I, I remember the days where, you know, Mission del Lago, the parking lot was almost empty uh, even on a weekend. And now, now you go on, on a weekend and you, you're parking on this curb, you know, down the street because it's so busy. Uh, and, and now, you know, you've got a lot more turn-ons with, you know, the grills there, on-par golf is there, the golf course is getting better. Um, 
all that that we're bringing events, we're bringing tournaments. We're you know, the, the whole the whole dynamic is changing down there. And, and I think the big thing is we're just trying to change the mindset of people. You know, back in the day, it's like I'm not driving all the way to Mission de Lago. It's going to be in terrible shape. Uh, I, I just don't. It's too far. It's out of the way. And that's probably the biggest issue we fight. Is it's so far. It's so far. But yet everyone will play Riverside, and Riverside is eight minutes from Mission de Lago. Uh, but it's just a mentality that we're trying to break. But I think if we keep doing what we're doing and and, and over the course of, you know, a year from now, I, I think we're going to turn a lot of heads and change a lot of minds. Well, I, I really think you've been doing that. I mean, the, uh, I think you've really challenged Mission to really step up their game as well. And it seems like as the years have gone on since that first time we spoke, since you first moved into your facility, it seems like you and the Alamo City Golf Trail have really both stepped y'all's game up. And I think that's one thing that I'm excited as somebody who, who really loves golf and who really tries to push and promote it is that the trail stepped their game up by adding you on. And it seems like they've helped you out more and you've helped out them that y'all are really going back and forth with helping each other out. Yeah, I, I think, I mean, the, the opportunity that Andrew Peterson has given us with the trail and, and the mentality of, you know what, if, if we work better together than trying to do it solo and it's going to help golf for the trail, it's going to help golf for our business. It's, it's a partnership. And Andrew's always called it a partnership. It's never been about that's some organization that has some space there at Mission del Lago. It's always been about, you know, how can we help you? How can I help you? It's always worked that way. You, you look at their whole team from, you know, Jesse in that management position, Kevin, uh, Ruben's been a blessing uh, with with the marketing piece. Uh, with without that, I mean, we would have gotten we wouldn't gotten near as much traction as we have. Uh, that has such a great reach, and uh, I, I I'm just blessed that that this door opened. Um, I, I think a, what what I brought was something that that's hard to create. It's not, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm born of the community. I, I was born and raised in it. I, I've been in, you know, in, in the trenches. So I think a lot of it is, is I, I think of it as, as there's a respect for what I've done and people want to gravitate towards that. And, and I don't say that to gloat cause that's the last thing I've ever done. And that's a, the last thing I'm ever trying to do is, I'm as humble as it you'll find, but I think I, I think a lot of it is anyone that's around me is going to realize if I say I'm going to do something, it's going to get done. And and I, I think there's so many people that say things, but it never gets done. And they, you know, it's just talk to me. And and I think that's that's such a a a lost thing with a lot of people is yeah, it's easy to say it, but it's a lot harder to do it. And I respect the people that say it and do it a lot more than the people that want to, you know, just say they can do certain things or, or brag about this or that. Uh, I think the proof's in the pudding kind of is my philosophy, like, you know, put up or shut up, you know, and I think I, I've done that. And that's been a goal of mine. It's, it's always been about doing what, what I've said I was going to do. And, and my team knows that if, if I say I'm going to do something, it's done. 
And there's no doubt you know, for, for me to expect that from them. And I think that's what makes us stronger uh, than, than you know, any other team around. Uh, but again, I, I'm, I'm as humble as <laughs> a guy as you're going to find. Uh, I, I, and you talk to anybody too, I, I'm, I'm hoping they say the same thing because I, I, I try to stay grounded because uh, every day is a blessing. I, I, I try and take nothing for granted. And I think that shows in a lot of what I've, I do and what I've done uh, to this point. I think that's what's scary, though, about you. I'm going to tell you that, though. That's what's scary about you is that y- you you have a lot in here. And I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people – a lot of people struggle with and me, like I have so many ideas and, and I think a lot of times my problem is, is that I say him and I say him and I said, you know what, you're the guy that thinks him, you put, you get the wheels moving and you put it in motion and then boom, here it is. And that's what I try to be more like, because I think sometimes when you have something uh, that, that you kind of voice and that you have something positive going on or that you want to get, you kind of, you kind of, put some negative things out there or some people to have negative thoughts or, or say negative things and negative vibes towards, you know, your goal or your idea. And it seems like the things that you're doing right now at, especially out at Mission Delago and on the South side, and now coming to the North side, I think you're really good at, and like I said, scary because when you want to do something, you get the job done and you find a way to get it done. And it seems like the trail and y'all have really worked hand in hand to help each other. And y'all are building something great. Now, what are some of the services that that you offer at Mission that you are now offering at Cedar Creek? So Cedar Creek, initially we were thinking about creating the same style setup that we have at Mission Delago with an indoor studio with full range service. Um, but we didn't want to invest too much from, you know, having to, completely re- renovate a whole space to create that. There's a there's some room for it, but we had to push out a wall, raise a ceiling, um, and the timing just wasn't right for that. So at Cedar Creek, we have we have a second TrackMan, so we have TrackMan service there, uh, but we're only range only at Cedar Creek. So we have uh, full, full size range, short game area down on the bottom half, and we have the uh, practice green putting green up on top. Uh, the, the biggest challenge we're finding, and we're going to really find it out too with our camps, is we, we just can't accommodate as many kids as we'd like because there's just not as much space. When you compare the footprint at, of the practice area at Mission del Lago versus the footprint at Cedar Creek for a practice area at night and day. So we're, we're going we're gonna to try and balance it out so that you know, we can make sure everyone has a great experience, whatever location they go to. Uh, but those are some of the things we're coming across. But uh, back to your point, it's full full range service, TrackMan, indoor-outdoor TrackMan 4 there um, at Cedar Creek. Mission Del Lago has a beautiful indoor studio. Uh, we have a lounge, which is a nice hangout spot, uh, meeting space uh, for our guests and our staff. And then right out our door, we have full range uh, and a huge short game area. And uh, an, a, a really large, nice putting green there that that we uh, utilize quite often as well. Now, in using the track, man, I think that's the biggest rage right now with everybody wanting to gain more distance. And especially as a coach, I always tell the kids, 
the little eye in the sky never lies. And that's one thing. When you put me on that track, man, I hated it. I hated seeing myself. And you made a really good point because I've spoken to many numerous, numerous instructors. And I, I feel like everyone has taught me something. Every one of the instructors has taught me something. And I am not in the business to say that one is better than the other. It's just that I think it's how you communicate. Several people, you know, some people are super technical. Some people uh, want it broken down to dumb things down like me. I'm not a smart guy. And so I need it. I need it to be like at an ant's level. And then other people, you know, they, they, they want, uh, you know, they want the technology. They want, they want to see it on the screen. And, and, and a lot of people are visual learners. And I think that's one thing that the track men, I mean, that's the top, top of the line technology that you have. And, you told me something that that really stood out to me. You said, do you want to, your swing to be there sometimes, even, even when you're not shooting well? Or do you want your swing to be there? Or you want your swing to be there all the times, even when it's not shooting well? Or do you want it just to be there sometime? And I said, I want my swing to always be there. And you said, well, that's that's some of the things, you know, and some of the tips and some of the things you pointed out to me that that I needed to work on. And and I said that made sense because I'm sure you know, and any golfer knows that is that uh, there's some days that that you can hit, uh, you can go like 18 for 18 greens in regulation, and you know you could be plus two, and the guy right next to you he could go 14 out of 18, and they're minus two, and it's just I really I really that's something that I've taken with me since that day we were on the track, man. Is that I want my swing to always be there for me, even when I don't have my best of. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I consider, I, I kind of related to like in the medical field, like bedside manners, like the way you want to be treated and the way you want to be explained this information to this important information to like from your doctor. I, I kind of think of that too, in the same fashion, the way I deliver my explanations or the educational piece of what we're trying to learn or the technical piece of what we're trying to learn. I, I can absolutely guarantee you, I dumb it down as much as I can. And I'll tell you, every client really appreciates that. Uh, I, I'm, there's no arrogance about the way I teach or the way our staff teaches. Um, we're as real people as, as you'll find. And I, I think people appreciate that. And I think it, it sinks in a lot more that, you know, they're enjoying the person they're talking to first. And that person that's talking to them knows what they're talking about. They're explaining what they're talking about and they're educating me on what we're talking about and how that impacts success for them. So I, I think so many times, you know, I, you, you get clients that come in and they're so, you know, I don't need a lesson. I'm just here because this, that, or the other, and they walk away and they're asking for a multi-session package. Like you, you just build that rapport with them. Uh, and I think, just just having someone you trust to to guide you and, and show you you know what's going on is is so crucial for a lot of golfers and I think one of the biggest things I even tell my clients is I'm trying to educate you we and me and AJ talk about this all the time is we're, we're trying to teach you to fish we don't want to catch the fish for you we want to show you when 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 you leave here if you start seeing this issue again I've taught you what's going on and what causes that so you don't necessarily need to run back to me to fix it. If you saw, if, if I gave you something of value that you walked away with, 
it's it's on you if you forgot or didn't note it down or didn't go back and look at my screencast I sent you from my track man or the report I sent for the track man and identify okay oh it was a path issue or maybe I was you know releasing too too soon I, it, whatever that issue was that maybe we we're talking about um, and I think our clients appreciate that so much and, and exactly what you said you know hits the nail on the head that we're trying to make sure that we number one address your issue i think so many times you go to an instructor and it's kind of like well, you're in this cookie cutter you know everybody needs to swing the same no one's built the same no one's the same size no one's the same flexibility there's so many variables that make us all different it's our fingerprint right i think uh aj and, and our whole team and jesse we've always talked about fundamentals and building strong fundamentals because that's the only thing that holds water we need to be able to to have certain aspects of the swing that that from you know set up and and processes that that are universal but you you're going to have your, your fingerprints your swing we're never going to try and take that away we're going to take what we feel like you do well and what we want to hold on to and then cut away the fat of that and figure out how to be nice and lean and 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 and, and strengthen what we're trying to do with the golf improvement piece of it now, that's one thing I've really heard from instructors like yourself, somebody who's a good instructor and how to relay that information is that if they have to make you like a lifelong client, then they're not doing or y'all are not doing your job. Because if we're just there to take money, that's not that's not the purpose. You know, then, then the golfer is not getting any better. And so from what I hear from guys like you, uh, from Trevor, from Robert Vasquez and from Christy and from Arnie is that. They want to be able to give the golfer the tools to 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 fix themselves and to be able to correct themselves. And that's something I always tell teach kids is like, look, hey, we want you to be able to 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 peer teach, you know, your teammate or you, yourself. You know, it's like, how come uh, I got beat here? It's like because you know I took a step back instead of a step forward and and things like that. And so as we get into uh, as we get into our Q and A session right here, as we kind of wind down this time. What's one of the best stories that you've had on the teaching side in golf? Ooh, uh, best stories? Like the teachings, like a teaching story. Do you have like a success story or somebody that you're really proud of or something that, uh, you know, has been a staple of, hey, this is what we can do for others? And um, I would say what, what am I most, I guess the client I see the most, uh, I, I, I don't want to say her name, I can, but she's a female junior golfer in high school, but she, she has good technical pieces to her swing, but she had a lot of attitude issues and, and not like towards me, just in, in herself, like she would beat up herself playing golf. And I probably spent the majority of our, our, our time together just breaking that mentality out of her head that it's not the end of the world it's just a game we're going to make progress but i can't make progress with you till you get out of your own way um and, and i think that those are the kinds of things that are so rewarding because again i, I considered myself a, a coach a mentor before i'm an instructor and, and i'm not doing my client justice if if you know i'm teaching them something but they're still going to blow up anyway when they go out and play golf because they're going to get in their own way and with her, I've taken such a a, a a commitment to her to to get her mind right. And and you you look at PGA Tour players, and they're going to have uh, 
a mental coach or, or the, you know, then they'll have their, their physical coach and then they'll have, you know, other parts of their team. Uh, I, I think one of the things I try to strive to do is, is kind of be all that in one package for all our clients, because I, I think we talk shop a lot more than we sometimes get to business because it's so important to talk about, you know, the mental approach to the golf uh, is, is just so underrated and everybody saw, you know, it's the swing, it's the swing, but, a lot of times you just get in your own way. I think long story short, that's, that's a great example with her. Like uh, we had a breakthrough session the other day and we could finally really understand. I had a bad swing, but that bad swing is not going to affect my next swing kind of thought process. And I, I think that's a great example where I felt, I, I felt rewarded as an instructor that, you know what, I'm in the right place. I'm doing the right things. That was, a, that was a great example. As a coach, as a coach and a teacher, you need those moments, man. You need those moments to, to keep you going, to keep you in that positive mindset to where, hey, I'm doing the right things. I do know what I'm doing. So I got some questions right here from some of our viewers. Okay. And, and I think I got Jim Martinez right here. Are there group classes offered now? I know there's you have group classes for your juniors, but do you do something as well for your adults? Yes, so at our Mission Del Lago location, Jesse, before the time changed and we lost uh, light when, when it got dark early, we had a, an adult clinic that we would get anywhere from three to eight adults uh, in the evening. I think we did it on a Thursday evening. And what we want to do is kick that back up. I think we're waiting for summer to get here and, and Jesse's out of school and, and have a little more time. We'll probably start that at Mission. And I guarantee you, Christy Cano, uh, Arnie Martinez, Billy Castro are going to start an adult uh, program clinic style one weekday evening at Cedar Creek coming soon. Because one of the things as being part of these Facebook groups like San Antonio golfers or friends to golf with in San Antonio, you constantly hear a lot of people like jabbing, taking jabs at the new golfer, you know, the new golfer, the the wet behind the ear golfers, right? and it's just like you have so many of these, especially it's it's really the older golfers or the the old school golfers where they get they get pissed off, you know, when when yeah. somebody wants to somebody wants to hit another one off the tee box or, and and things like that. And 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 the rounds are so long. Like I think I played a I'd say about a couple of months ago, I played a five and a half hour round at Cedar Creek. And I just I, I'm an old guy, you know, I'm not I'm not as young as I used to be. And I said, man, like everyone's like, hey, do you want another beer? No. I'm not, I'm not even, I don't even want a beer. I just, I just want to go. Like, I just want to go home. Yeah. And, and, and I think those, I think those adult classes would be something great. And, and that a lot of people now, like, honestly, they want to be instructed. Like I've been at the yeah. ranges and I've seen people look around like, like for help, like somebody, please help me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, a hundred percent agree. I, you can see them sometimes the people that don't even know how to put the token in the ball range dispenser. Those are the ones, you know, that's like the guy with the club cover on his irons, right? That's, that's, those are no-nos. Those are no-nos. Those are no cues right there. <laughs> um, but uh, I a hundred percent agree. And, and Jesse said, this was such a breakthrough. We had people that had never touched a golf club and they were like, this is so perfect. I can come and, I can ask the dumbest questions in the world and everyone's thinking the same thing. And and two, it, it brings more people into golf and that's what it's about. And it's it was super, you know, affordable. 
it wasn't in near the cost of a full-blown session and stuff like that. So it was just a great way, again, to get their feet wet. And, and they would come week after week. Uh, so uh, the Golf 101 stuff, for sure, we, we, we hit that up you know, hard when we, when we have those adult clinics and we're going to kick them back up. Um, we don't have a date yet, but it's, we're going to have a, a, a few dates set really soon. So keep an eye out for that. All right, here we go. I got David right here. Is on par, on par a good place to get irons gapped or is that offered? I feel like a simulator session would be a great option for getting yardages dialed in. Yeah, Dave, I 100% agree. Uh, that's right up our alley. That's something we do quite often. Uh, we have a couple of our college teams that come in and, and we'll do gapping sessions with, with the collegiate golfers. Uh, we get a lot of our, our, our stronger golfers that, you know, hit the ball consistent enough to really get the benefit of a gapping session. Uh, well, what we do at Mission, we have, we have an indoor-outdoor track, man, at both locations, but so what that gives us is a lot of versatility. So you can do the gapping session in the in the simulator, but we can take that right out to the driving range and do the same thing. Uh, I, I I think if if it's a nice day, there's not a lot of wind, I would definitely do a gapping session out on the range. Uh, the difference between the what's going on with the trackman is the indoor is actually tracing info from the ball itself spinning, and it because it doesn't have time to travel. When you're outdoor in the outdoor setting, it's actually watching like a Doppler radar. So it's actually watching the ball fly through the air and, and land in where it's rolling to. So it's not very much, it's not, not even different at all in the distances, but some people just are more comfortable outside because that's where you naturally play golf. Um, but both are just as accurate and it's more of a preference. What do you prefer to, to, to hit off the mat or go outside? But either way is great. Gapping sessions, 100%. That's stuff you need to know. I think more importantly is especially those higher-end players is, is the, wedge, the wedge game, like knowing, you know, how far I hit each of those wedges is so important. Any of those scoring irons. Um, but, again, generally, just knowing everything. I, I could tell you to, to the half yard almost every club in my bag. So I, no doubt you need to do that if you're an avid golfer that hits the ball consistent enough i think so many people especially our junior golfers that just aren't there yet i want to do a gapping session well you got to hit it the same way every time otherwise if we hit you know eight shots with that one club and i get a different yardage every time well that's not giving us the feedback we need I agree with you on needing uh knowing your yardages because i think they showed one time i saw a picture of Brooks Kepka, his sheet about what each club goes, and he's got like a, a 272, a 136, and he's got it like 145, 143, and then it says like for a certain club, hard this, you know, it, yeah. it goes up or 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 three quarter this, and it and it and it dials it down. And so I got uh, David again right here. That's awesome. My Mizunos want me to play them better. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's it's the uh it's the indian it's not always the arrows <laughs> uh dave's a good guy he can play he, he can go he can go at it he can really go at it he's a good dude uh he's a solid player and uh and going on to some of our questions right here i i got these people are constantly telling me hey you need to ask him this you need to ask him this so what is your preferred ball as you are playing out there on the course 
Okay, that's a really good question because I actually changed balls not that long ago. So I I was a Titleist guy through and through with everything early in my career. And uh, I, I, I got a ping G30, the, I think it's a G30, the blue blue G with the 30 on it, if I remember right. I don't, I don't even remember. But I got that ping driver and I, I, I never hit a driver like that before. And since that day forward, I, I, all my clubs are ping other than my putter. Um, and I was a Titleist ball, a Pro V1X. I played a Pro V1X. And this is, you, you know, when it first came out. So the whole ball fitting and, you know, hitting on the track man or understanding, you know, how it differs on the spin rates and all that. It, I just, you didn't do it. You just played by feel like that ball felt good. I hit that ball well. Now, having, you know, the opportunity I do with the Trekman, I think it's pairing that golf ball with the right equipment is is, is just as important. So, I actually, AJ was talking to me about Justin, which he caddies for on the tour, and uh, he's like, he plays the X. I mean, he plays the just the regular Pro-V, the black one, and I played the red one. He's like, well, that's the one that is spinnier. And he's like, you know, he was noticing my ball flight one time when we were playing, and I said, yeah, well, I'll try it out. So I, I, I just went out and played with, with the, the regular Pro-V, the black number versus the red, and it was night and day. I, I was hitting about two, two to three yards further, and, and my, my trajectory was so much flatter, and, and I wouldn't lose it, especially in the wind. And, and then I took it to TrackMan, and I compared <laughs> apples to apples, and I was like, why, why wasn't I smart enough to do this? <laughs> place um, Ray, Ray, you're Ray, you're an instructor, man. Why didn't you do this? <laughs> but I, like I said, I, I don't, I don't go into my game too much. I, I, I don't. I, I go and play golf and be like, man, you, you're amazing. That was an awesome round of golf. I'm like, I, imagine if I practiced. <laughs> you know? I, I just go out there and play and enjoy it, and and, and like those little things. If I was playing competitive golf, that that would have been done. But like, it's never been on my radar until like AJ brought it up he noticed that and you know we're, we're we're friends and as well as you know kind of co-workers things so we're always talking shop and he was watching me play golf and you know he's like man you should look into this ball you know and he talked about you know what he sees on tour it's like man that makes sense let me let me try it the only other ball I experimented with the, was the the TP5 and and I, I played it for maybe a few months but I went back to to the Pro-B uh, but I, honestly, it was probably three, four months ago that I switched to the, the black, the Pro V1, not the Pro V1X. All right. So you answered my next question, which uh, I was going to ask what club, what what type, what brand of club you prefer. And so you answered pink. Now, as we get into clubs, uh, things of that nature, uh, you and I both know Ben. Out Now he's at San Pedro. Mm -hmm. uh, and Ben is somebody, I, I say he's the unicorn because... He, he's a mythical creature that I eventually want to get on this show that, you know, Ben, he doesn't like to do a lot of like face stuff. You know, he just, he just does it. And so, so tell me, do you have a, a best or a Ben story? Oh, I've got a bunch of stories, but they're probably not good for this show. <laughs> hey man, they are, there's nothing is OB. Nothing is, I constantly have to remind people that out of OB means out of bounds. Out of bounds. <laughs> So give me uh, one. Just give me one, Ray, about that. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, he, he's he got, yeah, he, he's, he's got some stories. Um, 
I, I think one of the the coolest things when you walk in the shop, and I don't know if this has been mentioned on your in your story, but he used to have this little grenade that was right by the, the counter and, and that was for the comment or suggestion uh box. The complaint, the complaint department. <laughs> yeah, that was the complaint department. Uh and, and then uh, he'd always play a trick. He'd put a little plastic turd on the toilet seat or around the toilet. Uh, that's just, you know, Ben being bad and, and just cutting up in the shop, just, you know, the shenanigans of, of being in Ben's shop. Uh, but, you know, Ben, yeah, he's he's a unique guy. You know, there's just so many people that gravitate to him. And when you think golf equipment or, or a- anything, you always say, well, I got to go talk to Ben. What is Ben doing? And I'm amazed how he can keep up. I mean, there's just, he's pulled in so many directions. And I've told him as a friend, like, you know, there's just too much for you to handle yourself. Like, how do you find time to separate work from, you know, the, the time with the family? And, all? and he does that. And he will, you know, the time he closes, that, that, that shop's closed but in that that window like he's just in the zone like it's just he's go 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 he is go go, go, go. go. Him, yeah, yeah him and alex have you have you had a chance to go to the new shop there at san pedro i've been there two to three times now um but i don't spend a lot of time there i i just go and you know talk talk shop a little bit with him i had a couple equipment pieces that i took to him um but it's a beautiful shop uh, i think He's just still getting used to, you know, having that much space. And, space. Yeah. And the footprint's so much bigger. Uh, it's telling me he's going to get in more steps because he's got to take eight extra steps just to get to the epoxy over there and, you know, where, where you know, this, the, the grip station is and all that. Yeah. Oh, so, so you would vouch for him as being probably the, the best repair guy or best uh, golf fitter per se here in town. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the guy I send everybody to. I, I just I know that if if Ben tells him I sent them, he's going to know that this is something I want to take care of, number one. And that's the kind of relationship I want with anyone I send someone to. If if I'm sending them there, there's a reason. And Ben, I wouldn't have Ben's back if I if I didn't believe in what he's doing. Uh, I, I think it, I, I just I'm amazed at how he can keep up. And he does phenomenal work. And and if it's something's not right, he's gonna make it right. And, I, and yeah, I I totally I totally agree with that. He does he 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 does top notch work. And he's a straight shooter. Uh, he's yeah. not gonna he's not gonna BS you. And some people some people want to be BS. You know, hey, they they want to be they want to be oiled and sweetened up. And uh, he ain't gonna do that. You know, he's gonna tell you exactly what you need to hear. And it's it's really it's really funny kind of going over there and now it's trouble for me because before when he was located at the first tee he was a little bit away from my work and so it was a nice little change of pace to go out there and now he's just down the street I mean he's like he's like a mile down the street from me and I'm just like oh my gosh this is trouble this is trouble for me and but I like it I I kind of like seeing it because now you kind of see him a little bit out of his element as he's there the first couple of days and he's just you know. Uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit different, yeah. And so it's funny because before, like when you're going to try something out or, hey, uh, go ahead and you grab a bucket of balls, right? And now it's funny because he gives he gives the people a little yellow bag with five golf balls in it. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> and he goes, I, I haven't seen that yet. But. Yeah, yeah, I've seen it numerous times. And I'm just like, like, I, like my cheeks are hurting from just like smiling so much right now because I saw him give somebody a bag, like a five golf balls. And he's like, if you want more, uh, they sell them right there inside. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. I'm like, got him, <laughs> got him. All right. So, uh, favorite player on tour, favorite PGA player. Uh, I mean, I've always been a Tiger fan. I, I mean, outside of Tiger, because that's not fair. Outside, that's not yeah, fair to I, a lot I, of us. Outside of Tiger. Um. I, I, honestly, I, I don't really have a, a, a favorite I, outside of tiger like I, I it's hard for me to say like i don't want to just throw a name out there just because but but really it's not like if i went to the texas open to watch golf like oh i gotta go see rory or i gotta go see you know this person or that person um i think if if, if i was to Find a player that I really want to watch. It'd be like an old school guy, like a like a Lee Trevino or a Palmer, like back in their prime. I think that's you know when it was a little more art artistry when you golf versus it's so technical now and you know the track and the whole tech piece. I think you know when when golf was so simplified. I think you know that that would kind of be my 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 pick would be like an old school kind of player. Would you like one of the things uh, within the tour? Would you like to see them do, say, a, a hickory style uh, tournament? I, 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 that would probably never happen, other than like an entertainment piece. But yeah, I think that would be cool. I think I, I, I'm old enough to have played with persimmon woods. Like my first set was wood woods. You know, they were old persimmons. Same, and, same here. They were Chichi Rodriguez. Mine were yeah. Chichi Rodriguez. Yeah, uh, I. I I remember I, I cracked the head on it. I remember, you know, that, that old driver with the whipping on the, the right up the shaft there. Um, but I think that would be super cool, like playing with old school golf balls and, and you know, hickory stick shafts. Yeah, that would be a, a sight to see. I, I mean, that would get a, a lot of uh, traction there if that happened. Okay. Uh, one of the last questions here, what's a course in this uh, South Texas or say Houston, Austin, down all the way to maybe the Valley, a uh, course that you haven't played that you would like to play? Um, is it Lockenbar? Is that a course in Houston? Uh, I think you, so. Yeah. So my, my cousin's actually uh, on the agronomy team there. Uh, he's really amazing what they do there and he's always posting pictures of it uh you know after they you know just cut the grass or it's a perfect sunset or a perfect sunrise and, and i've talked to a, a couple of people that had the privilege to play that course and it's it's just completely immaculate like so i think that would be one on my radar uh but i really don't know too much about it other than i think i need to make a trip this summer up with my cousin and play that because that's a super exclusive golf club that that's one thing uh because you know every year how, how golfers have their certain goals and for me in the podcast i have like two different goals i have a golfer andy and then i have podcast andy and so one of the things is is that to knock off my favorite to knock off courses here in town because my goal is to play all of the courses here in the surrounding greater san antonio area and i've slowly i'm slowly doing that i, I played briggs ranch i'd say about three weeks ago and 
it was uh, it, it was nice. I mean, it was long. It was really long. I was hitting driver three wood, driver hybrid, driver three wood. And I said, you know what? I, I, I told myself and telling my buddies that I was playing with, I said, I don't think I've ever used my three wood that much that in much. a round. <laughs> that much in a round. I mean, I'm I'm like this. Is this a part four or five? And someone's like, it's a four. And I'm like, shoot. I'm like, damn. You know, it's just it, it it's tough. It, it's tough. And and but you know what? I think I've it really helped me that day because um, my three wood was on. It was a little bit. It was accurate. Now, uh, moving forward, right here, the the last thing. What is on what is on the menu for on par golf in 2021? I I think a, a big piece is going to be some focus on Cedar Creek. Uh, that that's going to be a a huge springboard for us. Uh, expect a lot of great things uh, in the future with that, with rolling out some programming uh, for the adults, uh, a huge marketing campaign that we're going to work on putting together uh, to get the word out to the community, to the area, um, that there's a, a great opportunity with the entire staff there. Uh, and, and, you know, with the relationship we built with the trail, I'm hoping that things will will continue to grow. Um, there, There's... A, a lot of golf courses within the trail, so uh, a bigger reach. Uh, 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 long term is is definitely uh, something that I'd hope would be in our future, but you know, only time will tell. Um, the the only thing that that, that with that piece that kind of you know I'm going to be cautious with is you know as as we grow, that pushes me away from the instructional piece uh, a little bit, where I'm more of a, an owner, a more of a management piece of the puzzle um so it, it's a little little tough to kind of figure out how fast i want to move out of that because I, I really enjoy it all i i and i'm trying to find a way to do it all uh, but at some point it's going to be a little bit too much um, but growth is definitely a, a, a big piece of staff development i think we got some great pieces and if, if we can find ways to get those staff even stronger I mean, it just bodes well for for everybody together. Um, I, I think of his education, right? You, 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 as a teacher, you go to continuing education every summer for two weeks to try and get better and try and get better. Uh, I think my goal uh, from my end as a management pusher, your ownership pushes, uh, I want to get better. I mean, if we stay the same or stagnant, we're, we're, we're losing ground. We always need to be continuing to to move forward and, and push ourselves to be better and stronger and, and work more cohesively. And, and as we grow, we're going to bring on more people uh, when the timing's right. And, and there's, there's a great opportunity. And, and like I, I told you from the beginning, we're just trying to create the platform that, that one day that, you know, if they think I need a golf lesson, there's no doubt where they're going to go. Well, you're doing that, Ray. You're doing that for the south side, and now I'm very happy that you're on the north side. And I got right here, uh, Daniel Trejo. Always forward, baby, right? Always forward. Yeah, always forward. I, I'm never looking back. Uh, I, 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 I think, you know, it's always good to look back a little bit, you know, to see where you've come, to, you know, see where you're going. But I, I think... Yeah, we're going to keep pounding the rock, like Popovich says, and, and just keep moving forward and, uh, and and see where it goes. You know, uh, if, if we do right by our clients and 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 people see that, 
that word of mouth is absolutely priceless and and that's the things in the respect you you can't buy um and i think you know our, our clients especially trust and in, 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 in us that they're going to get treated like they want to be treated and, and and i think too you know you think of instruction and i i'm i might not have my a game as an instructor but man i'm going to walk out of there and feel like you know that guy cared about me that guy tried to make sure that he did everything in his power to make him better. Maybe we didn't make the progress some days that we want to make, but they're going to come back just because, you know, they know that they what they came for may have not fruited like they expected or I expected because it's just like in anything. It doesn't always work, you know, like you snap your fingers and it happens. Uh, it's, it's, it's always tell my clients, you know, it, it, it's a marathon, you know, it's not a sprint. It doesn't happen, you know, in one lesson. Sometimes it does, but sometimes it just takes a little longer. But uh, yeah, keep keep pounding the rock, keep moving forward um, and, and just getting stronger and, and stronger and, and, and building the, the reputation and the legacy that, that I want for, for myself and for my businesses. All right. The final thing I want to see, uh, I want to see on par golf event back on again. I want to see it back on again at Riverside. I, I'm looking forward. Is that, and I know, obviously I know COVID, I know COVID put a damper on a lot of outings, but is that in the works to come back? We, we talked about that. Uh, we're going to have our, our second annual and then COVID got in the way. And we, we've talked a little bit about it, but we haven't set a hard date to it. Um, I, I really, I don't want to do it in the summer. It's, it was just so hot. I, I want to try and figure out, maybe do it in, in the fall uh, and, and catch a, a, a nice, window where it's you know we're not going to be in you know 102 degree weather uh because i really think if we did it it's going to be even bigger and we'll have more more pieces of that more people coming you know more to 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 offer so i i would i would say if i had to forecast something like that i would say in in the fall or early spring next year um we're just so jam-packed right now with we, we have a summer camp all week, every week of the summer, pretty much. We'll have eight total that's on the calendar. And if we keep filling up like we are at Cedar and as we're filling up at Mission, we may add some more dates or just add an afternoon wave to those same dates at the locations. Uh, um, that's extremely important to make sure at Cedar that we we we, we give them what, what they want. Um, and I don't want to, I, I, I'd hate to turn people away, but we're going to have to figure out a way to navigate that. But uh, the bash is, that was so much fun. My kids love that. And my daughter actually made a hold in one. That, I know. That, I hate that. I, I'm so jealous of her. I said, shoot, man. I said, even Ray's daughter got a hole in one before I did. I was like, dang it, man. I was, I was like, can you adopt me so I could learn how to, how to get a hole in one? Ray, will you please? All yeah. right. Yeah, she, she never lets that go. Like my first tournament, dad, I made a hole in one. With, with, hey, what drop, did you do? Mike, Mike, Mike drop, right? Mike drop. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> right here. Well, Gordon West says early spring would be dope. Yeah, I think so too. And thinking about the weather, I think that I think that that's a great time. Now, I thank you, Ray, so much for being on the show tonight. I know you have a busy schedule. I know you know you got a family, you have a business to run. Uh, I really thank you for your time. If anybody wants to reach out to Ray, 
Garza out at On Par Golf right here. Let me go ahead and put that website back on right here. You can reach him at www.onpargolf.net for any instruction, clinics, and the summer camp schedule. Now, Ray, did you have any questions for me? Um, I got a good one. So I, I don't know if you talk too much about it, but I'd love to hear a Ben story that comes from you. <laughs> Damn. Okay. Well, uh, it's always walking in, right? Because there, there's always there's always some sort of shenanigans going on, right? I don't I don't know how much shenanigans he's going to be able to have at San Pedro, so that's that's going to be interesting. I'm going to keep my eye on that. Well, a couple things go to mind is that as I walk into the I walk into uh, his shop, his old shop off of, right there off of Mulberry. He's got like this little this little thing where it's got like race horses, right? He's got these race horses. And, and it's like, I think it's like seven or eight, you know, it's like, it's a horse race, kind of like at Belmont or like yeah, the, ponies. Yeah. Yeah, the ponies. Right. And he's like, Hey, do you want to get in? Hey, it's a dollar, a dollar a race. And there's other guys gathered around it. And I'm just like, and this, this is when I'm kind of like, you know, he doesn't know me too well. And I'm just like, okay, I'm in. Right. I go, I get in and my pony doesn't even get out the damn gate. Right. And I'm just like, <laughs> <You read> it. <laughs> and so somebody else, I think some old guy took it. Right. And I said, Hey, I want to, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And so for the next few times, as I got in there, I just, Hey, what's up with the ponies? Hey, what's up with the ponies, man? What's up with the ponies? And, yeah. and, and I like how, uh, I like how he always has a joke for you. Like he yeah. just, he always has a joke to break the ice and it just, it's so it's so funny watching people go into his shop and you know they're scared they're nervous especially those first timers and and man he can break them down he really can break them down and really get them to to drop their guard and to kind of ease off and and I think that's what's made him really successful because I I wish don't you wish your business was like his like to where he's having to turn people away and and lock the door as people are walking in I mean he's just he's a he's a great guy and and I really value because I think only being a good businessman, he's a really good friend. And it yeah. seems like, you know, like you stated earlier, he's got his his heart and his mind and he, he's managed this thing so well because I heard him telling me the other day about his about his son that he says, I really don't want my son to be a golfer. I do not yeah. want him to be a golfer because, uh, you know, it's just it, it's too much. And I want him to do his own thing. And and that was nice to hear because the same thing goes for for my daughter. I want her to do her own thing. I want my girls to do their own thing. So, so they can have their own things. And, and, uh, the last thing about Ben is that I went in and this was after hours. I saw that uh, him and Alex's vehicle were still, their vehicles were still there. And I go in and I see Alex's little eyes pop open through, you know, like a little creek, a little crack in the window. And he goes, all right, who is it? I hear him whisper. Who is it? That's Andy. Okay, let him in, right? So I go in, and I don't know if I'm breaking any code or rule here, is that him and Alex are playing ping pong, but with no net. The, the, object, the object of the game is uh, if one guy can hit the other guy with the ping pong ball. And they're <laughs> yeah. playing for like 20 That's a game. Right. Yeah, and, and, and they're, they're looking at me like I'm fresh meat. Hey, you want in? Yeah. You always say, you know, Ben, hey, you want in? You want in? And I'm just like, no, I don't. I don't want it. <laughs> I just wanted to say hi. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see what was going on after hours. Well, thanks again, Ray. I, I appreciate it so much, man. I could, I wish you nothing but uh, the best and continued success. And I, next time we speak, I want to continually hear about on par golf growing 
and doubling your business and doubling your outreach. Uh, thank you so much for what you do for the youth and for the adults and for people in the game of golf here in the city of San Antonio. Yeah, beautiful. Thanks. I appreciate you having me. Keep up the great work with uh, your podcast. I, I watch it as much as I can and, and uh, I, I spread the word for you as best I can as well. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. You have a good night. And if you are, are, are scared, if you're worried, if you're nervous, please go see him at, at Mission at Mission the Lago on the south side or here on the north on the north side uh, at at Cedar Creek Golf Course right there off of Kyle Seal in 1604. Uh, he, he's, he's built a great staff. He won't do you wrong. Now, right here, the last thing I'm going to talk right now about is I'm just going to say a little word from my a little word from my sponsor right here. I got I got Michael A. Aguirre. He is a financial advisor with Capital Strategies. During this uncertain COVID time right now, uh, our finances is probably a top priority. Now, Michael right now is in the current process of doing a financial analysis for myself and for my wife. And um, in this game, and especially right now, you want someone you can trust. You want someone that knows how to really help you and help you move forward and help you make some plans for the future. And I'm so thankful to be in business with Mike. You can reach him on his cell phone at 210-413-2522 or his website at www.michael-aguita.com with Capital Strategies, a mass mutual firm. Thanks, Mike, for being a sponsor for the show. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate your continued support. Remember, in the game of life, nothing is obese.